Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this latest version of uh, Tales, Tales from Outer Space, where I take an HFY story from somewhere around the internet and read it aloud for your enjoyment. All the relevant links are down below. Like, subscribe, and all that YouTube comf to help this video and channel grow. Anyways, as always, I hope that you enjoy. I would just like to thank the following tier 5 patrons and channel members for supporting the channel. Fallen Angel. Buzz Kennington, Data Magnet, and Bob the Dragon. Thank you again, and now on to the story. Story number one. We Surrender, written by Ice Cream and Wine. The Dreadnought, the Creator's Power, emerged from fault space above Marek Three and hung in space over the planet. Damage report, queried Captain Carmock. Very little damage, sir, replied the ship's engineering tech. That's good to hear, said Carmock. Run diagnostics anyway. Already in progress, sir, said one of the tech at the engineering station. What about the other ships, inquired Carmock. The reports are coming in now, sir, said the comms tech. Most are undamaged. The Adal's arrow reports a misaligned thruster array. But it's not serious. An hour at most. Fault space is tricky, isn't it, said Korak, the ship's exo. Thankfully, we seem to have gotten away with it this time. It's a trade-off that I don't like, said Carmack. We get to where we want to go fast enough, but at the cost of possibly severe damage. Still, there doesn't, as yet, seem to be another way to do it. As in all things, we work with what we have, said Korak. Indeed, said Carmack. Now contact the plat unknown ship. Who are you and what is your purpose here? grated a metallic sounding voice. After a few seconds of confusion, Where is that coming from? asked Cormac. The Megrican don't have AI or computer technology. It's not coming from the planet, said the comms tech. Sensors can't pinpoint the location. It's coming from everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Unknown ship, who are you and what is your purpose here? grated the voice again. More urgent this time, it seemed. You can't locate the source, said Carmack. That's ridiculous. It has to be coming from somewhere. Nowhere we can pinpoint, sir. The sensors just can't find it. Ah, well, time to introduce ourselves, I suppose, said Carmack. This is the Creator's Power and sundry other ships, and we are here for the American tribute. Ah, Captain Carmack, said a furry American appearing on the view screen. What? How do you know my name, and how did you contact us just now? We didn't contact you until this moment, and as to knowing who you are, in the two hundred years since the last collection of tribute, a lot of things have changed, said the furry creature. You are a simple agrarian world, said Korbach. How are you communicating with us since you don't have the technology to do so? As I said, things have changed, and I fear that... Uh, for you, not for the better, said the furry one. I will deal with this when we land, snarled Carmack, and you will explain yourself to my satisfaction, or you will have to deal with the consequences. Permission to land denied, said the furry being. Permission denied? Are you mad, said Carmack. How are you going to stop us from landing, you backwater fool? At the risk of repeating myself for a third time, things have changed and you will not be allowed to land, said the furry one. 
Make Bladderfall next to what passes for the main city, said Carmack. It seems a lesson needs to be taught. Sir, the engines are not functioning, shouted the engineering tech. Everything is in the green, but they just won't work. Sensor malfunctions, said Carmack. All ships report the same problem, sir. They should work, but they just don't. As I said, the furry creature, permission to land denied. How are you doing this? screamed Carmack. You aren't able to do this. You don't even have basic machines or computer technology. We do now, said the furry one. A gift from our conquerors. Conquerors? What are you babbling about? said Carmack. A hundred and thirty years ago, we declared war, said the furry creature. Declared war? What with? laughed Carmack. You only had simple farming tools. You had no weapons, no spaceships, nothing of any significance. That was true, said the furry figure, and that was the reason we surrendered ten seconds after we declared war on the Terrans. The Terrans? Who are the Terrans? said Carmack. Allow us to introduce ourselves, said the metallic voice from earlier. What have you got? said Carmack to the sensor tech. Absolutely nothing, said the tech. There's absolutely nothing out there. Sir, sir, shouted the tech. Look at the digital camera feed of the observation deck. What? The observation deck? What are you talking about? said Carmack. It's on your viewer now, sir, said the tech. Carmack gabbed disbelievingly at his screen. It showed a ship. A ship wreathed in what looked like an oscillating band of fire and electricity. A ship of sharp angles and predatory looks. You can't have fire in open space, thought Carmack. Scan it, he barked at the tack. It's not there, sir, said the tack. It just doesn't register on our scans. Where did it come from and how big is it? gasped Carmack. It's not scannable, sir, said the tack. We can't scan the ship, but we can scan the hole in space it made when it appeared, said the engineering tech. There is no such thing as a hole in space, said Carmack, desperately reaching for a sense of normalcy. Up until five seconds ago, I would have agreed with you, said the tech. Now, not so much. The hole in space is closing slowly. Slowly enough for us to take readings, said the engineering tech. How big is it, said Carmack. If that ship is made of the same materials our ships are made of, it's big enough to outmast the fleet by several orders of magnitude, said the tech. One ship, said Carmack. They may be more, but this is the only one we can see, said the tech. More than one, thought Carmack, dazedly. The furry one appeared on the screen again. The tribute treaty is hereby cancelled. You and your ships are no longer welcome here. Not that they were ever welcome, he stated. The treaty was signed in perpetuity, snarled Carmack. A treaty signed under duress becomes valueless when you have bigger weapons than what was used on you to sign the treaty in the first place, said the furry one. Sir, sir, shouted the tech, the ship can now be scanned. Scan it then, shouted Carmack. We can get no readings other than the actual size, said the tech. It's colossal. It outmasses the fleet by more than what we thought. Carmack looked at the display. The ship looked even more predatory than before, and it chilled his blood to look at it. Deep in his head, he desperately wanted to be somewhere else, anywhere else. As has been explained to you, 
Your presence here is no longer required, now or in the future. I suggest that you be on your way, said the voice. You can't dismiss us just like that, shouted Korvac. We are representatives of the Gazarok Empire. An empire shmempire, said the voice. Be gone, and don't bother the Marikian again. And be thankful that we don't want back what you've taken from them. We, however, are not as amenable as they are. And you don't want to find out just how unamendable that we can be. But, but, stated Carmack. The ship shuddered violently, throwing the bridge into chaos. Sir, they just fired an unknown type of energy beam close to us. They meant to miss, else we wouldn't be here, shouted the Turk. The beam was wider than our ship, sir. Carmack was no coward, but he understood the old adage, in over your head. He gave the order to re-enter false space, all the while wondering how he could explain this whole thing when he got home. End of story. Story number two. Economies of Scale, written by Byronic Biotic Man. The Abraxas 75992 system was missing. At first, the warning on the long-range mass scanners was dismissed as a system error. K-Dwarf systems do not vanish completely off the mass scanners. A detonation might spread the mass around, but it would still be there. It wasn't until an automated freighter a dozen light-years away reported a course error due to the local gravity maps being wrong that the scanner readings were double and triple checked and a recon probe dispatched. The outer circumstellar disks were still there and started to lose central cohesion, but the star, the planets, and everything else in the primary gravity well wasn't. This, of course, raised quite a few alarms within several different galactic agencies. Traffic control for the region issued immediate updates. Star charts had to be updated to account for the changing gravity of the region and stellar drift forecasts. 612 sublight trajectories would have to be corrected or collected because the objects that they were on course for wouldn't be there when they arrived. Defense and intelligence agencies immediately began searching for what could cause a star system to just go missing. Several cults popped up that week as the news broke, all centered around the belief that the entity that could eat stars had arrived. Two months later, Abraxas 75992 reappeared 76,000 light years spineward and half a light year from the system containing the Trexan Holy Citadel. Thousands of defensive ships were scrambled and sent out to see what had happened and what dread omens this could pretend. There was no Star Eater. There was no Dread Fleet. There was nothing but a series of translation relays aligned along the system's gravity axis and a human-built research station linked to all of them. Only the incredulity of the Trexan Conclave over the situation prevented them from destroying the station and the relays out of hand. Um, it looks like we miscalculated, the lead researcher said when questioned over what was going on. We meant to drop the system 30,000 light years the other way. Nobody was using the system, and we figured it would be easier to move it to our mining station than hold the ships there and back. Economies of scale, you know. Um, yeah, I think we got it this time. And before the Traxon could get their grippers on the ship's controls, 
Abraxas 75992 vanished once more. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment, just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one, and until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.